But there is a word, and as Casey comes to read the scripture this morning, I'm sure you'll be able to pick it out, that is the foundation for everything that we do for each other, everything that we are designed to do and are meant to do for each other as, as moms, as dads, as a church, as a church not only here but beyond our walls. See if you can pick that one out. Any kids for Sunday school? Any kids for Sunday school? Have a nice Mother's Day. <laughs> Today's scripture reading comes from the Gospel according to John, the 15th chapter, verses 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. Holy Wisdom. Holy Word. Thanks be to God. I remember, it just doesn't seem like that long ago, how time flies. But I, I will share with you first personally that for whatever reason, and Dorothy will tell you, this birthday has hit me hard. 60. I know, I know, I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't know how many people after first service came up and said, you're just a, a babe in arms. You have yet to see anything, really, yet. But, but I remember, and it just, I was thinking about this between services of, of, you know, having been in late elementary school and early middle school or junior high over at St. Peter's before the new building was built. And, and there was a huge field with grass that would grow up about this high, and, and we would we'd play hide-and-seek in there and build little nesting forts and do those kinds of things. And... There, there had to have been at least 15 tree houses in the woods behind the parsonage. And e- even when uh, Tamashanter <clears throat> was going to be built, there was this, you know, V-shaped sign that said, you know, coming soon, Tamashanter. And uh, that tells you how old I am. But it, it, it's, we built a fort in there so we could spy on people coming in and out of there. <laughs> I have scars all over my hands from things that we tried to do when I was a child and, and one time just almost cut my thumb off by taking little pieces of sheet metal when, when, the, um, when the new church was being built over there and seeing how, har- how far up we could heave these squares of sheet metal up that w- then have them stick in the tree. You know what? They didn't always stick. Yeah. 
but, but it was a time of, of experimentation. It was a time of, I won't say innocence, as much as a time of just no internet, no cell phones, stickball, kick the can, out until either the, the ringing of the bell for dinner or the whistle for dinner, or in our case, the Beeman family. My dad had the Beeman whistle, and when he wasn't around, mom couldn't whistle, still can't, but, but she would ring a bell, and, and we'd know it was time to come in. And we didn't want to. We didn't want to come in. Because we were having a blast with our friends, and we were building things. And, and we, were, we were pushing some limits on occasion. And, and now I look at today, and I look at where we are and where we've come, and I think what we've lost. I want to talk a little bit about that today. But, but the other thing that hit me as I was preparing the message for this morning was wanting to look ahead 10 years. And so at the children's moments at first service, you know, I had uh, the, the children come up, and there's Harry, who, who he and I share a birthday, and so he turned seven last, last Thursday. And I said, I just want us to think about Harry at 17. The ripples that went through the congregation. I said, yeah, you know, this will be, he'll have gotten his license a year before. He will have had a girlfriend for, for three months by now. He'll be thinking about colleges and what he's going to do, and then started going through the list of children and saying, and, and, and I want you to think about Isaac Greenwood. Now he'll be 13. He's already way too smart. And I can't imagine Isaac at 13. And I was thinking about Zane and thinking, he'll be what, 13? He'll be 13. And thinking, Again, so active, and, and, and yet here at 13, they're going to be growing into their bodies, and their feet are going to be too big for their bodies, and their voices are going to crack, and they're going to be embarrassed about all kinds of things, like many of us were at 13. And then I thought about this mission statement and this vision statement that we're trying to put together as a church, and thinking Aldersgate, a vibrant, inclusive Christian community. And that statement of vision of Aldersgate growing in faith, love, health, and service, and I thought about those children. And I wondered, what are they going to be saying about us, about this church in 10 years? What are they going to be saying about this church and about us in 10 years, but even more important than that is what are they going to be saying about God and Jesus and some of the things that we see on the table here, particularly this one? What are they going to be saying about this? And are they going to be able to find things in here that might that might help them be better. Well, as many of you know, you know the, the research that I was involved in for 11 years that came out of the University of Washington can help us here. But before getting there, I, I want to go back two years to this. And um, Daniel, there's a, there should, there, are there slides that are going to run? or did, We can just keep this one up here. It's fine. But this is the co- cotton wool, that, that 
kid was, this guy was, is wrapped in cotton and wool and bubble wrap. And why, why this name? Well, because what's happened is we so protect our children anymore that they don't have a chance to do what I just described in my childhood. And it's not just that we protect them, it's that they do less of that and more of this. I have never seen anyone be able to text on a phone faster than my daughter. And she makes fun of me, don't you, Cora? She makes fun of me because I am so slow. But I'm accurate most of the time. And then comes autocorrect, and I say the most bizarre things. But two, two years ago, we talked about the whole Cottonwood generation. I handed out a list of the 50 things that in Great Britain they said every child needs to do before they are 11 and 3 quarters years old. And I want to read you the list again. But as I read you the list again, I want you to think about us. And I want you to think about what I'm looking at out there, the property that we are so blessed to have as a church and what this might mean for us. And I'll come back to that in a minute. Here are the 50 things that we are to do after we turn 60. Oh, you missed that one. This is as important for us as it is for those before the age of 11 and three quarters. And what if we all became childlike again and did some of these things? You ready? And I have copies for anybody that wants them. I'm going to go through them quickly. Climb a tree, roll down a really big hill, camp out in the wild, build a den or a playhouse, skip a stone across water, run in the rain, fly a kite, catch a fish with a net, eat an apple right off the tree, play frisbee which means you have to play it with someone else. Otherwise, it's really boring. <laughs> Throw some snow a little harder right now. Hurt, or I'm sorry, hunt for treasure on the beach. Make a mud pie, but keep it to yourself. Or maybe not. Dam a stream, go sledding. Bury someone in the sand, but keep their head above the sand. Set up a small, uh, sorry, and I have to change this one because um, Dorothy, for the first time, saw a, um, a tiger or leopard's uh, slug. Did it attack you like the other one did? No, I ran away. <laughs> I could run faster than the slug. <laughs> so it also s- set up a slug race. Balance on a fallen tree, visit an island, make a mudslide, uh, eat blackberries growing in the wild, feel like you're flying in the wind, take a look inside a tree, make a grass trumpet, hunt for fossils and bone, watch the sun wake up, climb a huge hill or mountain, Uh, Get behind a waterfall, feed a bird in your hand, hunt for bugs, uh, find some frog spawn, which we now know that the Breskies have some, so if you need to find it, go over to their house. Catch a butterfly in a net, track a wild animal, discover what's in a pond, call an owl, check out the crazy creatures in a tidal pool, bring up a butterfly, catch a crab, go on a nature walk at night. I love this one. Plant it, grow it, and eat it. Go swimming in a mountain lake, go rafting, light a fire without matches, find your way with map and compass, try bouldering, cook on a campfire, try rappelling, with help, be on belay, Uh, find a geocache, which I heard after first service, there is a geocache at the library right here, Uh, canoe or kayak down a a river. Now, I added 12 more things for us, learn a Bible verse and share it, pray before you eat, but pray out loud. Learn the names of the trees, every tree at the church. I don't mean Hank and Fred. 
Um, build something for someone else. Learn a Bible story and share it. Pray for your parents. Pray for your friends. Pray for your school. And for many in first service, this was the hardest one. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Learn a Christian song and sing it. We just did. Cook dinner for your family. Thank, send thank you cards to your mom, your dad, your grandma, or a relative. This is, this is good stuff. And I wonder, this, might this be what we do as a church? That we really begin to take these things on. And, and create something very special here because of where we are. The vision that was here when those who purchased this property and built this facility built it here. We have a stream. I don't know how many churches have a stream running through or a creek running through their property. It needs a little work, but we have it and, and we need to be sharing it with our children. But here's the other deal. The research that we worked at out of the U was, was uh, around what reduces... Um, risk in our kids? What will prevent them from drug abuse and early sexual behaviors and all kinds of antisocial things? And on the opposite end of that, what will help them be healthy? And it really involved um, four things. If you put opportunity in the midst of this, or I'm sorry, if you put involvement in the midst of a, a right here and just this way added opportunities, opportunities for involvement. And then, and then come scroll down and there's a connecting line to teaching skills to the point where they can feel confident in what they're seeking to accomplish. But then there's the three R's, and I don't mean reading, writing, and arithmetic. I mean, what we do as they go through these times is recognition, recognizing them for what they've accomplished reinforcing those things in them that they can do anything that they put their heart and their mind to if they have those skills and are given those kinds of opportunities to be involved. And there's some kind of reward that goes with this, and they can be internal or external, something. But here's what happens. Over and over in the research we found this happening is what this model creates is that those children who are engaged in these kinds of things become deeply attached to the family or the organization that allows them this opportunity for involvement and skills and recognition, reinforcement, and reward. Incredible, deep attachments. They become committed to the ongoing success of that organization. And the reason that they do that is so that others will have the same kinds of opportunities they've had to gain health, to be involved and to make a significant difference in the life of another human being is key to this. And now even a significant difference in the life of the planet. But here's the other piece of it. What will happen internally in those kids is that they will buy in in a much more significant way to the belief system that sits at the foundation of that organization. It's a powerful model in its simplicity, but it's a powerful model. Last week I said, as we look at children and families as a high priority for this church, where are we offering those kinds of things, those kinds of opportunities for involvement, teaching those kinds of skills, recognizing, reinforcing, and rewarding for those skills so that they can be 
become attached, committed to, and believe in what we share. Lazy F is certainly going to be one of those. Vacation Bible School can certainly be one of those. But here's the other deal, and I just want to reiterate what I said last week. It's going to take all of us. It's not just up to two or three. It's not just up to Pam Bresky or Melissa or Irene or those who are doing Sunday school right now, Fadden's and others. And it's not just about Sunday school. You know, you know what I really want? My desire more than anything right now is that we become that church. Oh, you're that church that, and fill in the blank. You're that church that has a, a, a garden out here where the kids have planted it and harvested and given it to the food bank. Oh, you're that church that has, you know, this mudslide, and I don't mean like bad mudslide, that comes down the hill, or, or you've got it set up for sledding in the winter if we ever get snow. Or you're that church that does these concerts, or you're that church that involves some of our youth, like in first service with two cellos, a viola, and a piano, or in second service, an oboe, the opportunity to be a part of that. Martine, wow, incredible. Do you hear that oboe? And Laura, how old? Enough said. I want to be that church. And we have the pieces. We have them. We have all the pieces. But it means a commitment on all our parts so that in 10 years, every child, every youth who comes through here knows that they have made a difference in the life of someone else or something else. Every child who comes through here has some recognition of the gift that this book is, this Bible, and how to use it. That every child can memorize and state a verse that they can carry with them in their hip pocket, in their head, that when they get into trouble, and we all do, that they can pull that out and can say, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28. I want to be that church that rededicates ourselves to the formation of children. And not in some just sitting in Sunday school way. But literally goes out and maybe they do name the trees on the property. Fred and Norm. But they can identify the cottonwood and the alder and the Douglas fir, and the cedar. They can name them. And then they can go into the woods and name them as well. Every single one of us has something we can teach. Every single one of us has memories and stories that we can share. I want to be that church. Wednesday we're interviewing someone who could step into the children and family ministry director position. And we keep interviewing, and here's what I love about this interviewing group, this search committee, is we've interviewed, I think, four or five and said, 
they're not right. We need somebody vibrant and inclusive. We need somebody who can carry this forward, somebody with experience, and they're being picky, meticulous. <laughs> and I love that. So my question as I close is, again, what do you want our children and our youth to be saying 10 years from now? And what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to make that happen? All of us. All of us. All of us can be involved. Will you pray with me? God, whether it's the stories of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and helping our children understand that they can do the same thing. Whether it's a massive earthquake in Nepal where villages have been destroyed, that our children know that they can make a difference in those lives, in those places. Whether it's building a gaga pit at Lazy F or redoing some cabins and building some, some woodsheds so that every one of those camps can have a campfire, including the military kids whose parents have been deployed. God, I just ask that you help us see every one of us has a role, and you need every one of us, every one of us, to help us become that church. So guide us in this. Guide us. And may no child who comes through here ever suffer from nature deficit disorder. But help us. All this we ask. In Christ's name. Amen.